0: Last week, at this time, a lot of people were asking outside of the organization, who's Mike White? Now today, on social media, on the radio, everywhere, on TV, everybody's talking about Mike White.
1: Hi, my name is, White. My name is, Hi. My name is, Mike White. becomes White, he has got the receiver wide open. My name
0: is, Mike White. So the
1: consecutive completions for White, and there he goes to more.
0: My name is,
1: Mike White. Hi,
0: my name is. My name is.
1: My name is. Mike White, Mike White. <laughs> White to the end zone. They got the lead. Touchdown, Tyler
0: Croft. 405 passing hey, no. yards for White back to Crowder. They got the two to the quarterback, White.
1: Yeah, just got to stick to the script that the coaches laid out for us and, and trust the plan and, and trust our process
0: that our coaches are putting us forward and, and, and just have complete faith in it.
1: My name is Mike White. Everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast. Broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by the biggest jet fan in the state of Texas, none other than my colleague and co-host Michael (laughs) Lagaris. What? My name is what? My name is, what? <laughs> My name is, ha! Here we go, everybody. I mean, where do you even start, Mike? Coming off the Halloween miracle, coming off the introduction of Mike White to the world. I know he came in for our boy when he got banged up versus the pass. This is the first time he had a week to prepare. This is his first start. He's out there breaking records. The Jets are upsetting the Bengals. We have a win right now over the Bengals and the Titans which just is mind-boggling if you think about it. We're the only team in the AFCs that has a win over another team with a winning record. Makes no sense. Bizarre. But the day that went on, the game that went on, Sunday, Michael. The way they fought back, the things they overcame. They got 11 points with five minutes left. They were able to pull the game out. Um, I know Mike White's stats were gaudy and jumped out at you. The most completions ever for a quarterback in his first NFL start, that's insane. The second most yards passing for a quarterback in his first NFL start? That's crazy. He had three touchdowns, Mike. He had a two-point conversion. But to me, the stat that stood out the most, Mike, was this one. First quarterback in his first start in NFL history to be down by 11 points with less than five minutes left to come back and win the game. That quarterback's name is Mike White. That was the QB for the New York Jets on Sunday. Going to be the QB for the New York Jets on Thursday. We'll talk about everything else moving forward in a minute, Michael. But just Sunday, in a nutshell, down in Houston, watching the game. What were you feeling? How was is, how is Mike White looking to you on the screen as the game progressed? Because I was at the game, so I didn't have a chance to really watch this film yet and break it down before we talk today. There's a game coming up Thursday, so we're doing this pretty quick. How did he look watching for home? Did he look like he had the same type of command that it looked like to me up in the upper deck?
0: That's exactly what I, you said. What did he look like? He looked like he was in control. Command, had the offense, knew where to go with the ball, didn't make anything crazy. Made the made the easy throws if you want to say, okay. Made the right decisions. All right. This kid went into this game with there was no expectations. We all thought it was going to be destruction. Everybody, all fans. Okay. Uh, As you guys know, we do game reviews on big. Usually, I'm set up. I'm prepared. I didn't prepare. I didn't because I came into this game like, oh, this is this is this is. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And lo and behold this dude mike white from the get from the start takes this team immediately to to a touchdown and score and i'm like oh what is this i started seeing the playbook just open up lafleur starts calling what i saw on that first drive was what i envisioned the offense to look like the whole time that's what i saw i thought we bought that okay and i said where had the hell has this been okay the the ingenuity, okay, some of those laterals, some of the throws that they were making from, from being uh, uh, in the backfield to, you know, uh, having Elijah Moore go have a sweep around or have Mike White, you know, throw off to the running back and then the running back throw back to Mike and Mike hits Crowder for 12 yards. I mean, where ha- where has this been, okay? So, um, and then I'm looking at Elijah Moore, getting involved. I'm looking at Denzel Mims, getting involved. I'm looking at Michael Carter, and I'm looking at Tyra Johnson, and I'm looking at Croft, and I'm seeing this offense rolling, man. And then the defense, the defense coming in, they got embarrassed on national television in front of everybody, and for them to come back and punch these dudes in the face right away on that that one, two, three, fourth down, and they didn't let them in the end zone, I said, yo! Okay, Chase, Jamar Chase has been killing the league right now as a rookie. He's going to be Rookie of the Year. No question about it right now. And Bryce Hall Eccles did a fantastic job on this kid. Fantastic job on this kid. Burrow, Burrow had a decent game by the numbers, but if you watch the game, he didn't kill us at all. We were in his face. Okay, this, what happened on Sunday proved me something. And I don't want everyone to get all... What are you talking about? Um, Sala did the worst coaching uh, he's ever done as a head coach with the Patriots coming out of the bye. It was flat, fell on his face. And a lot of us began to question, do we have a head coach here? Did do, do we make the right decisions here? Like, this is really bad. You had two weeks to prepare, you know. And something you and I talked about was you cannot be prideful enough not to be able to change your approach, okay? And Robert Sala said, LaFleur, go to the booth. Went to the booth. Uh, When they won the point toss, he said, let's receive instead of kick, uh, defend, okay? Um, He was open the playbook, allowed the team to just, you know, play within itself, okay? He had the defense ready to roll from the get-go. And what what it proved to me is that we do have a head coach, okay? I, I, I know it's early, people wanna, because, and I say that, Keith, because when you get punched in the face like the Jets did and embarrassed like that and come out with that poor of a showing, right? And you turn it around with one of the best coaching performances against a top team. The Bengals are the number one team in the conference. This isn't some weak team. This this is the number one team in the conference. And you execute on all levels like that? Dude, that shows me that you can adjust in this league. Hats off to Robert Sala. Hats off to Lightning Mike White, Great White, whatever you want to call him. Hats off to the whole coach, the Jets team, because I have not seen anything like that
1: in years. And that was so exciting to see. Yeah, Mike, you made a ton of great points there. I think considering the way we've been talking about LaFleur and how this offense has looked before this week, got to give him a lot of credit. Because, I mean, you could keep, you could be Adam Gase and say, no, I think what my version of an offense is, is going to work. I don't care if I'm 12 games deep and it's not working. The 13th game is going to be the one. You know, you, you could go that route if you want, or you can say, okay, what we've been trying to do isn't working. We got our boy Mike White in there. Maybe we're going to switch it up. Maybe we're going to throw the first five passes of the game, which nobody saw coming. You know, I don't think anyone saw 45 pass attempts for Mike White coming. You know, I know the game, we were able to put some points up there, if that's why, but um, I don't think anyone saw five scoring drives. I think they only punched the ball one time. They were laddering the ball and doing these tosses and doing things just to keep the defense off balance. What that did was create running pass for our boy Carter, who I have to give him, another guy I have to give, I have to give a lot of props to Mike because I've been really critical of him, um, critical of the way he's played so far. He's been down at the bottom of the league when it comes to yards per carry. It doesn't always click for guys right away. Had his coming out party also this game along with Mike White, at least at least for me, because you saw the previous game versus the Pats, and we knew throughout the year, Mike, he could be a weapon in passing game. I think he had eight catches versus the Pats. Yesterday, he had nine catches. Nine catches for 95 yards for Carter. He had 15 carries for 77 yards. Um, he had a touchdown there rushing too. so I've been highly critical of him. I have nothing to say in any way, shape, or form, bad about the way this kid played on Sunday. He got the tough yard, caught everything out of the backfield. Our boy, Ty Johnson, also off 71 yards on five catches you had, you had 14 catches from the running backs Yep. you know you had almost 160 yards there from the running backs and that's what Mike was alluding to there with Mike White here is what we've been saying about Zach insofar as the most glaring mistakes that he makes the ones that are the most obvious we've all seen are these throws that tend to be pretty routine for the NFL quarterback the dump outs the screen passes Mike the guy who's wide open over the middle the passes that every quarterback nine times out of ten is gonna nail these passes. Zach wasn't hitting those. Mike White not only was hitting them, but wasn't forcing balls down the field. I think Zach knows he has a cannon. He kind of was trying to force balls here and there. Um, Mike White's like, okay, I'll take this this check down here to Ty Johnson. Maybe he'll get maybe he'll break something off, and he did. Maybe I'll take this check down to Carter. And it worked. They had also through three or four screencasts. We haven't seen that much this year. I got to give everybody on offense, I just have to give an A to The offensive line also did a great job for the most part there. Protecting White. I thought they played well, Mike. Tyler Croft with a big touchdown catch. Crowder had a great day. There was a Mims sighting out there. Mims had a few catches. I mean, all around on offense, it was amazing. When you get to Mike White's numbers, 37 for 45, that's just nuts. And when you go through... I look at it like this like so far this year Zach's played six games he has 181 attempts in those six games in two games Mike White has 77 attempts okay um but if you look at the completions in the six games Zach has 104 Mike White has 57 he has more than 50 percent of Zach's completions in two games wild he has 57 completions in two games Zach has 104 completions on the season. His percentage is right now around 74%. Zach's was around 57%. So when we get into this whole debate, and people want people yesterday on one of our chats, Michael, we got into a debate with some of our Jet colleagues about the future and if it's who, you know, who would be the quarterback when Zach was not healthy and this and that. I think, and Salah alluded this to this after the game yesterday, and then he, on Michael K show today, he, he doubled down on this which is the fact that the guy who's playing the best, if Mike White's going to continue to operate at the level he played yesterday, which is not probably sustainable, I would say, right? Yeah. 400 yards, thirty seven forty. I don't think anyone's expecting that. That's an Aaron Rodgers in his prime, you know, level, right? Um, but if he's playing well and the Jets are winning, I don't think Robert Sala is going to put Zach Wilson back in. I think that if you see, my, the thing is with Mike White, Mike, he has to continue just to play amazing to keep Correct. the job. Correct. Okay, right. Whereas Zach Wilson wouldn't have had to do that. And if Mike White falters at all, Zach Wilson pops right back in because we know more than likely that's the future. Unless Mike White is a secret Tom Brady or a Russell Wilson or Kurt Warner replacing Bolger back in the day, guys that had someone in front of them that either had a huge contract or was drafted really high, and they replaced that guy and became a legend. Happens every once in a while. I'm not saying Mike White's that guy, but you don't know if he is or not unless you're playing unless you give him a shot. We've seen Zach for six games with the same exact offense, with the same exact weapons against much worse teams, not be able to perform. We saw Mike White with one week of practice, start one game against a Bengals team. I'm not saying the Bengals are world beaters, but they're one of the better teams in the AFC this year yep. and have a phenomenal game. So that's my direct comparison, Michael. You have two quarterbacks with the same offensive weapons, with the same offense, and you've seen Mike White, even in the Patriot game, he had two scoring drives. Yeah. Um. Our first points in the first quarter was Mike White last week. So, look, guys, we need to be able to obviously look at the big picture and also enjoy these small little things we get at Jet fans every once in a while. His, we don't get these things, Mike. His
0: first pass in the NFL was a touchdown to Corey Davis.
1: There, there you go.
0: Look, his back. first pass. And,
1: and do, we, do we get a lot of times in our life, Mike, that we've had throughout our quarterback history? When we plug a guy in, for a week the jets what what normally happens highlight reels trevor seeming got his legs snapped i think it took two plays last year right i mean when we plug a guy in normally it's worst case scenario for some reason yesterday was the opposite mike white became a folk hero here in new york on the way out of the stadium as you know michael the mike white chants are busting out all over the place mike
0: white mike white mike white, mike white! Mike white!
1: Tremendous day. Halloween day. Everyone dressed up having fun. I think because of Halloween and the Jets stinking, place wasn't maybe as full as I would have hoped. But I'll tell you what, the people that were there got loud and those are real Jet fans, man. They stuck it out, stayed to the end. With With the Jets down 31 to 20, said to my wife, I'm like, look, they can go down and get this touchdown, get a two point, you never know. And what they do, they went down, got a touchdown didn't get the two points so you're like oh man this is probably gonna be tough next play interception oh we're about Jack to go over wilson? it we're about to go over it new york jets cincinnati Bengals game review let's go
0: coming off one of the worst defeats in franchise history and suffering devastating losses to both the offense and defensive units including starting quarterback zach wilson depleted new york jets entered the game on sunday against the conference leading Bengals with only each other for support. They faced a daunting task to take what no one expected them to achieve. Mike White, making his first career start, took the field as the Jets elected to receive on the first possession. Immediate execution of the offense, with passes to Michael Carter and Denzel Mims to set the tone early. Another set of completions to Crowder and then to Croft, the New York Jets entered Cincinnati's territory in less than 2 minutes of action facing for their first third down of the drive Mike White completed a pass to Carter for 6 yards after being pushed out of bounds for the first day, which would set the Jets up for the first and goal at the Cincinnati 8
1: touchdown Carter
0: phenomenal run there.
1: get in there Michael Carter Mike that first drive what you got there was a taste of what we were going to see the rest of the day which is our boy Mike White. Be really efficient, be really good on third down, check the ball down, take those short passes if he needed to. Awesome drive, and the Jets' first points in the first quarter of the NFL season.
0: Awesome. Bengals would go three and out on the next drive. That defense, after being embarrassed last week, would step up on the field and started the game flying all over the field. Three and out as C.J. Mobley stuffed Tyler Boyd on a third down. I cannot put into words, Keith, how important CJ Mosley is to this defense.
1: I mean, we saw it last week the pats were like oh no cj mosley we're just going to attack the middle the entire day and like we said michael we probably would have lost the game still but we're not giving up 54 points if cj mosley's out there first down saving tackle here he was all over the place all day came to the stadium dressed as a pirate ready for halloween and ready to go out there and (laughs) fall
0: Second possession, the Jets would start off just like the first passes to Crowder and then to Carter, put them in a the third down scenario, but Mike White would hurry to the line and push them over for the first down. White with a backwards pass to Carter and then a lateral from Carter to hit White for, to Crowder for 12 yards. The creativity
1: from the floor. Where's this been, Keith? I mean, these are the type of plays, like Mike said this before, I think he said it really well. We kind of envisioned our offense would look like this when Zach was in there. You know, kind of some trickeration, kind of like what the Niners do. Um, get some of these plays going one way, you bring it back the other way, you throw it back in the other direction. Uh, you're keeping the defense off balance. You're showing the Bengals things we haven't really done this year. So the coaches are scratching their heads a little bit. Great job by LaFleur here on the show
0: then white would uh, look to crowder again but it ended up getting intercepted uh, it was a tip balls a bit early he needs to throw put a little bit of touch on that throw i do give i do give him a little bit of the blame on that but the Bengals would be right there on first and goal first and goal stopped second and goal stopped third and goal incomplete chase fourth down quitting Sacked, baby! I was crazy
1: at this point. I was like, "Yo, look at this guy! Look at these guys, ready to roll, man!" This is when, in my mind, I went back to my mental Rolodex of remembering. You know what? We always beat the Bengals. I know they're coming in here looking hot. I know we got Mike White out there, but am I feeling something brewing? I felt like at this point, Mike, something was brewing.
0: Well the excitement wasn't lived too long because white tried to pass the Carter and the ball again was tipped and intercepted. And then the Bengals would score their first touchdown to mix mix in in the red zone. It was a tough break for the jets, but Tied at seven, White takes the offense again, looking to score after back-to-back turnovers. Short pass to Michael Carter for 20 yards, followed up by back-to-back passes to Ty Johnson and then to Carter for another first down, pushing the Jets into Cincy territory. The drive would stall at the 36, but Amendola would set up for a field goal 54-yard attempt. He missed it. Was disappointed with the result again, but at least offense showed its ability to move the ball into enemy territory it's much better than what we've been used to
1: yeah I mean it was disappointing what was more disappointing was that kick attempts which was just I don't know what direction that ball went but it was nowhere near the field goal post <laughs> I mean that's one of those ones that left is put my seat to right in the end zone right in the front row of the upper deck and I was like where what is going on here um, it doesn't give you a lot of hope with him banging in those long field goals but they pushed on after this and they kept it going
0: Yep, Bengals would get the ball back after two different punts, both the Jets and the Bengals. The, the Bengals would get the ball and go on an eight-play 70-yard drive, which would culminate in a touchdown to Jamar Chase. The Jets' corners up to that point had done a good job, but they did give up a key score there to Chase. He has been a phenomenal rookie receiver. Oh,
1: he's been tremendous, but as you said on the day, only three catches 32 yards. So they gave him the touchdown, Michael. But I think the young corners, our young guys, actually did do a a decent job with him as the day progressed. Not so much on this play here, but for the most of the day, they were able to hold him back.
0: Now, an unusual play, Keith. After that, the Jets would get the ball. White would throw a strike to Crowder for 26 yards. But not securing the ball, he went down and turned it over. These turnovers are what has been killing the Jets this entire season. And the Bengals would then... Execute and hit a field goal going up 17-7 to 7 with one minute and 51 seconds left in the first half.
1: And think about this, man. We got under two minutes left in the first half. They have 17 points, all off turnovers. So, I mean, we're, we're at this point, I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, we shot ourselves in the foot enough. They're not going to keep turning this ball over. They're still in the game here. You know, let's just try to get a score if we can, hopefully before the half and see what we can do. And that led to this drive right here.
0: With other two minutes to go, White would hit Cole for 11, and then Carter for 12. No huddle. White completes passes to Ty Johnson, then completion to Jamison Crowder, moving the Jets at an efficient pace into enemy territory. After a timeout, White would hit Cole for a touchdown, which would have been catch of the year of beauty. Oh. Looked even just as good or better than Beckham's catch back on Monday night years ago.
1: Yeah, Michael, that was a tragedy that one does not count. Because once you get a penalty call back, it's as if it never happened to the annals of the NFL. And that was a ridiculous catch by Cole. Showed you his skill, showed you why he's on the team um, in the first place. Unfortunately, got called back, but not to be deterred. The Jets continued on. Third
0: and six from the Cincy Eight.
1: Touchdown, Braxton Berrios. There we go, baby. 17-40. Mike's sleeper cell Braxton Barrios gets a touchdown Mike why one thing he did do I know he hit the running backs a lot but it looked like he was just spreading the ball out the ball's going to go to the guy that's open uh great play there to Barrios got a touchdown and then Jet fans were feeling it here because we're at the half game was tight Mike and it seemed like every time they had the ball I know there's been there was a couple of tipped interceptions here with our boy Mike White Mike but it seems like every time we had the ball we were able to move the ball which is not something we we're used to seeing this year. So even though they're down in half, even this is a really good team. It did feel like we were still in the game, had a really good chance in the second half to do something.
0: Here we go. They come out, the Bengals would, after the half, and they would end up punting because of breakups from J.R. Davis and Brand- and Brandon Echols. Starting at the Jet 12, Mike White and also Josh Johnson would lead the Jets on a 13-play 82-yard drive which would land us on the goal line. Denzel Mims dropped a would-be touchdown so Matt Amendola did kick the field goal to tie the game at 17. White Mike White got stung but he would come back in the next series. I was really disappointed in Denzel because he, he was looking good and that throw was right to him and he should have caught it but
1: oh well. Yeah man that was a big time moment for him to kind of cement uh you know what his value is here to the squad mike because me and you always thought in that red zone he could really do some damage big body um athletic guy can jump and he gets a chance here and he just seemed like he wasn't ready for it i don't know what the situation was but if he would have hauled that ball in the place goes deserved instead we have to settle for a field goal um a little disappointing also i was a little worried mike white wouldn't come back did come back to the big time shot josh johnson got in there and kept the ball moving didn't do too bad either uh, but drop on Mims, Mike, that was disappointing as hell Hopefully he gets it under wraps Because it does seem like, uh, you know, in the red zone there He could really do something As long as he can get his head wrapped around
0: Completely agree The Bengals would come right back and go plays, 75-yard scoring drive Highlighted by the deep pass 54 yards to Higgins on Marcus May I was pretty upset with that coverage Mixon would then receive a touchdown pass from Cincy I um, putting them up 24-17 to in the third quarter The Jets would then get the ball back. Mike White would return, leading the Jets again on a 10-play, 69-yard drive, which would go into the fourth quarter. The first play of the fourth quarter, White completes to Carter for an 18-yard reception, getting the Jets to first and goal. A sack on White in the third down would then put the Jets again for a field goal. The score is now 24-20. to Now, I know that the kicker missed the field goal earlier, but he did hit the field goal before that. And then this one, and you know what, as long as you're hitting mostly all your kicks, I'm going to be okay with you, but you know, you, this is, you got one job, do your job.
1: Yeah, I agree. Those are two big kicks that kept us in it. The, I mean, those field, we won the game by three points. So both those field goals ended up meaning a lot. Uh, I do want to see Amendola in the future you know maybe get a little just more accurate on those long kicks but hey kept us in the game here My two drives and finish with scores we weren't punting the ball we were moving the ball so you had to feel good about that you want to punch it in of course but you had to feel good at least that they were moving the ball hopefully the defense is going to be able to get a couple stops for us here in the fourth quarter
0: Bengals wouldn't do that they would go right down 12 plays 75 yard drive and finished with a touchdown to Tyler Boyd putting him up 31 to 20 at this point I thought the game was really over I did not think the Jets would be able to come back after multiple turnovers and losing leads the Jets were asked once again to come from behind and dig deep find that passion find that energy short pass to Moore for 14 yards white to Carter for 23 in a first down white to Crowder for 12 then to Cole for six, third and two from the Cincy 30. First down completions to Cole for eight yards. And this guy started executing time and time and time again. Second and seven from the Cincinnati 19. Touchdown, Ty Johnson. Originally called back out of bounds but solid with Solowood challenge and win that
1: challenge. That's what I'm talking about, Robert. What's a good use of a challenge? Not only that, the emphatic way that our coach threw that challenge flag hyped me up as well because he knew it was a touchdown. They challenged it. We got the points. Everyone goes berserk. Mike, another drive down the field by our boy Mike White where he was as efficient as possible. It seemed like the first half he played pretty good. The second half, he was rolling. This kid had command of the offense. He command commanded the playbook. It looked like to me he can make every single throw. And these drives, especially in the fourth quarter, this is what was so impressive about this day for this kid. Stats are stats. Right? They can be misleading sometimes. I totally understand that. But when it's in the fourth quarter, crunch time, versus one of the better teams in the AFC, that's supposed to smash you. Right? And you keep fighting back over and over again. You don't lose your head. You do the opposite. You play better in the fourth quarter, which is what Mike White did. That really shows me something. You know, I mean, we'll see what happens moving forward with whatever whatever quarterback that leads the Jets here. If it's Zach Wilson, if it's Mike White, if it's someone else that we don't know, guys. But what you want to see from any of those guys, whoever it might be, is that guy play like Mike White did in the fourth quarter this Sunday. Absolutely.
0: Bengals will get the ball back here. We would need a mirror. I mean, we're down 31-26. We got less than four minutes to go. Whoa! Interception! Chuck oh! Lawson! <laughs> what? <laughs> the Jets get the ball well back. Second and nine from the Cincy
1: 13. Whoa! Croft! <laughs> this is when let me tell you something guys everyone that stayed out hung out to the end of this game beers were flying in the air bangle fans heads were dropping in shame at this point no one could believe what they witnessed here now and the then, game was not over yet and i understand w- that
0: what happened they pulled out the philly special and hit
1: lightning white Mike for the touchdown.
0: What I was going crazy. I ran around my I ran around my pool outside in the backyard, just
1: running around like a maniac. I was like, ah, ah. two point conversion to put them up by three. Here, game's not over yet. But the feeling in the stadium after the two point conversion, coming back to take this lead. Of course, we wanted to walk out of there with a W. But the fact that you could walk out with your chin up, with your head up. With the green on as you walk out, no one can say nothing to you when you come back and you play like that. Okay, the W feels great, but I just want to hold my head up and have respect for the squad. And that team fought the whole game. Defense fought. They made plays when they needed to. They only gave up 318 yards. I know they gave up 31 points, but those turnovers put them in some really bad spots. Only 318 yards given up on the day to a tremendous offense that lit up the Ravens the week before.
0: That's right. And okay. I'm ta- the thing that bothered me this morning um, on Moose and Maggie, because sometimes I just listen after the Jets win, I want to hear everybody's opinion. I just want to hear it. And Moose comes out, and he's mad about the call at the end of the game. So after the Jets scored, the Bengals would get the uh, – the, the, the Jets would end up getting the ball back because the Bengals would punt, right, and the Jets were driving, and there was a bad call on helmet-to-helmet understood i i know i know it um ty johnson lowered his head down and the Bengals guy hit him and they flagged the Bengal guy for yep. matt and then that that's how the jets win the victory formation but moose comes out and he for the first 10 minutes he's like what a terrible call how could they call that so here's my problem with moose who is a mc for the, the fan um, after what we witnessed on Sunday. How many bad calls happen in the NFL all the time? I mean, every Sunday you can look and find an egregious call somewhere. It's, it, it happens, right? And I'm not saying that that wasn't a bad call. I'm not saying that. But how many times does a backup quarterback, fifth round pick, come in when the team is considered the laughingstock, worst team in the league, you know, against the number one AFC team and beat them and he throws 400 yards and three touchdowns and has one of the greatest opening performances in history. And you come out with a 10 minute diatribe about a bad call? What the hell are you saying? Like like who wrote your narrative for like, do you not understand what happened? Like, that was your, that was what you led the show off of? And Maggie's like,
1: wow, well, I mean, you know, they're not really good. They're,
0: they're not. You know, these people, they drives me nuts, Keith, how how these people have shows. It's easier
1: to push, I guess, sometimes, uh, what's like, would you say sometimes, Michael? Like, people like to push the Jets as the butt of the joke first and then talk about the football. Oh, it's the Jets. You know, that preconceived, uh that predetermined destiny so many people feel like a certain team has in their head, different sports. If you want to push the negative first, knock yourself out. Okay, guys, I mean, there's no world, I say this to people all the time, you can't really come at a Jet fan because Jet fans are meaner to the team than anyone will be from outside the Jet fan base. Okay, we're more critical of each other when we talk about the teams than anyone who's outside our world would be. So you can be a talking head, you can talk about one call and try to drag us on if you want, you can't do it this week, okay? You can't do it on Mike White Day. You're not going to do it to us, okay? We got Mike. This I'd say Mike White Week. It's coming up Thursday. Obviously, we're playing the Colts. And yeah, that's what some of you want to focus on Mike. It's fine. Some people want to focus on um, the Zach Wilson or Mike White thing. That's fine. Knock yourself out. I'm looking at it more like, look, we got the Colts on Thursday. Mike White's starting on Thursday. That's as far as I'm looking right now, okay? If Mike White goes out Thursday, and is 30 for 35 and has three touchdowns, dude, and his quarterback rating is 110 again, then guess what? He's getting the next start as well. Okay, and if he continues to play well, unfortunately, we've seen this. I shouldn't say unfortunately. Unfortunately for us, we've never seen it, but we've seen it around the league many times, Mike, the script play out. We're a quarterback who is not as heralded or as well-known comes from, you know, humble beginnings of a low draft pick, maybe. Maybe he's stuck in shells like Kurt Warner. Maybe he's in the back of a guy that got a $100 million contract like Russell Wilson. And the guy rises up and you're like, wow, that's the dude. We thought it was Guy A. Not the dude, though. And I don't, like you said, I'm, I've been doing this long enough, watching these Jet games long enough, suffering through this team long enough that I just want to win. 10. Jet fans just want to win. And the way Mike White played is winning football. Okay, and Zach Wilson could be 10 million times better than Mike White will ever be. Still to be determined. But what I've seen from him so far is a lot of mistakes. He's at 57%. Mike White's at 74%, like we said. They have the same amount of touchdowns, Mike. He's only played six quarters, Mike White. You know, Zach has four touchdowns the whole season. Mike White had three the last game. So I'm like, a lot of people trip, them, trip over themselves with the whole Zach Wilson, Mike White thing. We don't have to worry about that. Here. If Mike White's playing great, and Zach Wilson has to sit and learn for the rest of this year behind Joe Flacco and say Mike White is playing great the whole year, then what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I don't see any negatives in that. Okay, this is not Zach Wilson's team. Zach Wilson's played six games pretty badly. Okay, he's not a 10-year veteran who we're putting on the bench for Mike White. So I don't understand that approach, that thought process to each his own. Coming out of this game, man, like I said, defense played well, Mike. We had 511 yards on offense. That's insane. We only gave up 318. Mike, we had the ball for 36 minutes on Sunday. Okay? We don't know what that's like this year, that type of ball control, because Mike White was completing passes, which keeps the clock ticking. Yeah. Okay? When you're throwing incomplete passes all the time, the clock's going to stop all the time. It's why you see that the other team had the ball 40 minutes. We have the ball 20 minutes season so far, even with the bad picks yesterday and you had a couple of picks versus the Pats too. Don't get me wrong. It's not like Mike White's stats are blowing you out of the water for the season. So far you had the one great game still his quarterback ratings about a 92 and Zach was right around a 63. Right? So there, there is a difference in so far as how they played this year moving forward. We'll see what happens. Let's just enjoy it for now. Okay. We had a great win. The Jets this year have wins over the Titans and the Bengals. I mean, and we and the bank. The Titans might be without Henry moving forward for the next month or two, so we beat the Titans at the maximum level. Titans with Derrick Henry in there, we have a W over them. So, even though this year has been tough, the Patriot game was horrific. I think coming off a fifty-four to thirteen beatdown to come into this game and get this win, this is obviously Robert Sala's signature win of his career so far. Oh I'm yeah,
0: no question. Not
1: even and Mike touched on it, but I got I to gotta agree with you 100%, Mike, when it comes to coaching. I mean, me and Mike talk about this all the time in life in general. People that make mistakes in life, right, in their personal life, and they continue to make the same mistakes and don't learn from them. And I've come a long way in my life. I know Mike has too. Ways you used to act, ways you used to treat people, things you used to do that you thought were right, and then you move on. And you're like, this is not working. You know, this is not working. I got to try something different. Um, Robert Law wasn't waiting for the 10th game of the year. He wasn't waiting an entire season. He switched it up. They changed things this game. They look different. They approached the game different. Um, an offense especially. So I got to give him kudos to Mike. And I'm just stoked with the way the game worked out. Offensively, defensively, Mike Whitewise. We're rolling into Thursday here versus the Colts, Michael. In Indianapolis, 10-point underdogs. Do you think there's a chance we catch lightning in a bottle twice? and Mike White really is this good, you guys are gonna come back to Earth? You know what, Mike? Hit the pause button. Let's get into this Colts Jets preview right now. Let's go. All right, everybody, Colts coming up this Thursday, coming off the biggest W of the year. On Mike White Day on Halloween, we head to Indianapolis. Carson Wentz is playing pretty decent this year. Gotta give it to him. 14 touchdowns, only three interceptions. Michael Pittman's been a good weapon. Taylor's been a good weapon for them. Outside of those players, though, if you look at receiving yardage on the Colts, it's Michael Pittman and then pretty much nobody else, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm not saying the Colts, the Colts are kind of middle. The Colts are a better team than the Jets, don't get me wrong. Um, But this is a beatable team, for sure, to me. Carson Wentz has looked decent this year, but we've also seen him, he can just go into a funk and have the worst game of all time as long as you get to him in the first quarter. That's been his M.O., at least in his career. Do you think the Colts are better than us? 10-point favorites, as we said, their defense is decent. But coming off last week, anything's possible, Mike. Coming off Mike White Halloween miracle, anything is possible because guess what? The Bengals are better than the Colts, and we just beat them. They're a much more well-rounded team, and we just beat them. Now, there's going to be a week of tape now on our boy Mike White. They're going to be scheming now. They're going to see what he does well. But here's the problem, when you're that accurate, you can't, scheme, you can't stop everybody on the field. Our boys taking check downs. We, we haven't seen this in a while, so the Jets are going to have a good chance to put some points up on the board here. I think last week was just, I don't think it was an anomaly. I think with Mike White at the helm, they had, I think, five scoring drives last week or six scoring drives last week. They had two with the Pats. So how many drives has the guy had? 12? I mean, his scoring percentage of these drives is through the roof. So I don't know, Mike. I like the Jets up there on that turf field. Now we haven't really gone on a limb and predicted too many W's this year, because me and Mike don't do that. We're not going to say a W for the hell of it, okay? That's not what we do here on the show. We're predicting a lot of losses. I thought we'd lose this week two to the Bengals. Right. Okay? Oh, yeah. that's why we didn't really get into a, a prediction because it is what it is. But I think this Thursday, coming off Sunday, Mike, what this oh, whole they're going to take have,
0: the W. They're taking. The oh, they're W's taking the W. They're taking it they're because taking they're the they're w. amped up. They're ready to go. This this is this is different, okay? And uh, I just feel that this team something happened i don't know i can't explain it but it it happened and i'm 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 ready to ride the wave man i'm ready because because when mike white got in there and that offense just started clicking like i have never seen that offense click before and the way all the players were just doing what we all thought they would do that's a different team that is not what we've seen for these first 6 weeks this is different and Indianapolis is beatable. Carson Wentz is suspect, okay? Pittman is very, very good. But this defense also with CJ Mosley playing the way he's playing and these corners being as good as they are, this team doesn't really scare me, okay? And Carson Wentz doesn't scare me. And I think that they're about to run into a buzzsaw called the New York Jets. This team is not going to be a team you want to fuck with right now. Excuse my language, because they're rolling. They're hot. They've been, you know, it's like kind of like I can take. What did Popeye say? He said, I, I can. T- I, I've taken all I can and I can't stands no more or something like that. <laughs> and that's that's where they're at. They're done and they're, they're ready to just blow people the hell up. And and Sala the, 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 LaFleur, the, the playbook is wide open. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they don't care no more. They're coming out to crush cats, okay? And I think that they're gonna go into Indianapolis and it would be a Jets type move that they draft a number two quarterback and then the backup is actually better. That would be Jets. And I just see that happening, like, and I don't care. Like, I if Zach Wilson never plays a, full, a down again for the New York Jets and we have a 20 year starter in Mike White, so be it. Yeah. Zach Wilson comes back and he's the 20 year starter great I don't care who it is I just want to win I don't care at this point about who the people are I care about W's and execution I'm 41 years old I'm in the middle of my life I, I don't like the time is now starting to go down for me and I'm like you know is it is this serious like like this for real right now. Like I don't know. Like I don't know how much time I have left, you know what I mean? Like I I want to see this before I go, yeah. you know what I mean? So, let's go. That's Oh, uh,
1: we're we're completely on the same page, Mike. I will I will turn 41 in November and I know that I still have players that the Jets draft or acquire that I love them. When we first had Jamal Adams, I, I was a big fan of the way he played his moxie. Elijah Moore, jersey you have on right now, big fan, right? But Separate from buying the jerseys to support the team like I always do. Big picture, I don't really care about the players, the names, the individual, who the quarterback is, who the coach is, anything like that. I just want to see the team win. I've been waiting for my whole life for this team to get on a run where they're good for a decade, where we're 10 and 6. I watch say same uh, 10 and 7, 11 and 6 now. Um, every year consistently in it, we have some success. We have a quarterback you can count on. Maybe that is Zach Wilson, maybe it's not. Maybe it's Mike White, maybe it's not. But I don't care who it is. And for people to act like, oh, the Jets always start and stop with quarterbacks. The Jets stop with quarterbacks because they stink. All right. Sam Darnold stunk. He's not Tino Smith stunk. He wasn't He's supposed good. to start anyway. Sanchez got hurt. Mark Sanchez stunk. Ryan Fitzpatrick was good for a year. Guess what happened the next year? He stunk.
0: They're not good. So
1: the reason we keep starting and starting and stopping and starting and stopping is we're trying to find the guy. And if you don't understand the fact that you can get the quarterback wrong a hundred times in a row, you just need to get it right once. And you're good for 20 years. If you don't grasp that, then you don't really know football that well. I don't care how many times they put a different guy out there behind quarterback. Try everybody out. If they get it right, if it's Mike White or Zach Wilson, if they get it right, that's two decades of you having consistency. We don't know what that's like. You, you could even
0: look at the Jet history, okay? When they had a good quarterback, they won a Super Bowl the very first time. When they drafted a decent quarterback in Ken O'Brien, they made the AFC Championship. When they drafted another, when they gra- got a good quarterback in free agency, they went to an AFC Championship in Vinnie Testaverdi. When they drafted a good quarterback in Chad Pennington, they had consistency, and guess what? They built around that quarterback, and even though he left, the infrastructure was there, and they went to two AFC Championship games with Sanchez that held them back. If if you know, and Jet fans don't even understand this, do you know that that 2008 with, team with Brett Favre, that team would have won the Super Bowl if Favre hadn't got hurt? That team was ready. It was ready to roll, but then Favre got hurt, and then obviously they never— that team would have won the Super Bowl. And they and they all talk about it. If he had not gotten hurt and hurt his arm, they just needed the guy to lead them, okay? Yeah.
1: That team had and a great team. Had that a great that, team, that
0: team. Was, team was ready, man. And they had young Revis, they had the full son. And then the next year was Sanchez and then they yeah. went
1: to the AFC Championship. So That awesome. year was the year that we watched them play the Titans and we were asked to leave in a Titan restaurant because we were yelling too loud I during that. the game. I remember that. was that. fun. And Me and Michael were agree. like, no, we'll, fine, we'll leave. And we just went back to my house to watch the rest of the game. One thing I want to touch on before we got here with Colt Mike, everything you just said, I agree with when it comes to the Jets and the history with quarterbacks. Anytime, anytime we've had even the slightest bit of um consistency at that position, what do you see? You see wins. I mean, it's that's not rocket science. Every team has the same situation. The Chiefs are looking for a quarterback forever. They get Patrick Mahomes. Look at the Chiefs. You know, what I mean, how many the, the Patriots were a laughing stock of this league forever? And Drew Bunzo was okay. Then they get Tom Brady, look at the Patriots, they turn their fortunes around. Um, Getting back to the Colts, Mike, and then we'll get out of here. One thing I want to say is, Pittman is really good. Um, 594 yards for him already this season, but one thing the Jets have been good at is, it's not like other teams, for the most part this year, um, it's not like other teams' number one receivers have just been ripping us. You know, we've done a pretty good job of shutting down other teams' number one receivers and making other teams go other places with the ball. So if they're going to be one-dimensional, it seems like they, they do target him, but like there's a ton of targets this year at Pittman. Um, we've been able to kind of focus in on that guy and remove him from games for the most part this year. Our corners have done a good job in that. So like you said, I think matchup wise we match up pretty well with this Colt team. What we do well, what they don't do well, um, I think we're going to be able to get a lot of pressure on Wentz. I think Taylor is good, but I don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball, you know, like crazy on the Jets with, with our boy Mosley out there and Quentin out there. The young corners last week, there was three or four passes last week that they almost intercepted. Ended up being decent gains, but these young corners are so quick, man. I don't know. I like this matchup for us big time. And like Mike said, I'm putting a W for the Jets. W. I don't know what the scores might uh, be. I feel good, too i think they're going to score three or four touchdowns in this game i are going to go up a couple also playing on that turf though i like it i like where the offense has been the last two weeks i like this new offense that's targeting these running running backs it's 2021 other teams do this every single week watch the patriots basically just throw passes to the running backs I mean, they scored 54 points guys they did a lot more than that i know i'm i'm, I'm exaggerating but for the most part the beginning of the game jump off to the running back jump off to the right it, it works i mean It works for all the other teams. We haven't really incorporated it too much. I love what I saw last week. I love what, what, what I'm feeling going into this Thursday and the vibe out of Jet Nation, Mike, for the most part, I mean, for a team that only has two wins and their quarterback got hurt last week, the vibe right now is unbelievable. It's crazy. The way people are feeling. You know, it's crazy. Jet fans are happy. And we've all been messaging all morning. There's a lot of joy in Jet Nation. Hey, hopefully we get this W. But if anyone does want to get at us, Michael, support us be involved in the ain't easy being green podcast world in any way shape or form how can they do that
0: you can find us on facebook at aebg.jetsradio on twitter at aebg underscore nyj podcast and on instagram at
1: jet.aebg you heard the man on behalf of the biggest jet fan in the state of texas michael agaris my name is keith farrell get at you next week everybody peace out